0: we as an agency had entered into the agency management system market in 1992. And at that point, we started with one of the biggest, one of the most well-known management systems of the time and had worked with them for years and years. And what we had found is that in the early 2000s, I I could pinpoint this to something like 2003 or 2002, we start seeing the technology and the customer's need for communication and for the way that we were e-filing. This really started to take just tremendous jumps in this industry. And we were needing to find something. How can we attach emails? How can we attach images? How can we effectively transactional file? And what we were found is that particular vendor was not innovating in those areas that we felt were critical in order to to best serve our clients and effectively serve them. So it was just by happenstance, one of our carriers had sent out an announcement saying, hey, we now do direct bill commissions download to this particular carrier. And I'd never heard of this carrier. I went out and I started reading a lot about this carrier and was just blown away by the user feedback that I was seeing and that I was reading on that. Most of it was the accessibility as a user to the carrier and the responsiveness that they would have in implementing these things. It also helped that all of those same situations, all of those features that we were really kind of feeling a little bit of heartburn on with not having, they, they had that in there, or they very quickly had that on the roadmap, and no secret there that this particular carrier was Hawksaw. So in 2008, we embarked on about a three-month analysis of the, the management system, and what we had found, I used it side-by-side with this other management system, and what we found was that this was filling all of our needs, plus adding a tremendous amount of opportunity to us for how we could manage the agency. And that's everywhere from, you know, making diary entries of our conversations with our clients all the way up through the accounting. It was just so much more than what we had. And uh, that's what caused us to make the switch to hotsoft and about a month and a half, two month process as far as the migration uh, got us up and running and, and we've never looked back. Hi, I'm George Patterson with Williamson Insurance Service in Zanesville, Ohio. And this is why we chose Hawksoft.
1: Hey guys, it's Bradley. I want to tell you about Ascend. Ascend is not just another premium finance company. Ascend will solve all of your agency bill problems through automation of invoicing, premium financing, carrier payables, all the way to the end of the workflow. There's a lot of hidden costs with how you're doing business today. AMSs, CRMs can spend more than half the day chasing down payments, following up on non-pays, getting signatures for financing docs. This leads to an overworked, overwhelmed, unhappy team. And guys, you want your team to be happy is hard enough as it is. We really need them to be happy. As your agency grows, this issue gets worse and worse. And we typically solve the problem with a little bit of software, but a ton of manpower still involved. With Ascend, you can use a software-first solution and just need a little bit of manpower, allowing you to grow without significant increase in overhead. Ascend automates all of these repetitive payment processes so your team can get back to helping your clients. With Ascend, we've seen non-payment cancellations in our agency go down up to 95%. Teams save more than 20 hours per month when they work with Ascend and an average of a 75% decrease in payment-related customer questions. Guys, if people aren't calling your office with questions, you have more time to sell and grow your agency. Visit useascend.com backslash insurance, guys. Guys, Ascend makes Agency Bill as easy as Direct Bill, but you keep all of the benefits of Agency Bill the best of both worlds. Thanks, guys.
2: Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast,
1: powered
2: by Hawksoft. God I love Hawksoft. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner, and insurance evangelist for iProtect Insurance and Financial Services, based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome. He is a six foot three sophomore from Mobile, Alabama. Parade first team All American, rivals, five star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent and a great American. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together and welcome the incomparable. Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? Great, Scott. How are you? Still shook from our last podcast. I have <laughs> got so many questions. I have already looked this up on Google, typed in, like, what do you call somebody? Da, 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 da. And the the, 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 the the phrase that keeps popping up is obsessive compulsive disorder. Now, I haven't had a chance to deep dive into that, but I have just found out information about Bradley Flowers that is just, uh, it's just, it's going to take me a while to process. But Bradley is, uh, let's just say, when it comes to schedule... I bet you, I bet you, Luke Flowers is on a damn
1: schedule pretty much. I bet I would the, think uh, you know when you have a real long hard day and you drive home with no music but you're almost home before you realize there's no music and you're just right. alone with your thoughts. Right. That's how you're going to be on that 6-hour drive home tonight. Oh, 100%. You're just going to drive the whole way. 100%.
2: Bradley, I've got so many things to talk about our guest with today that I cannot tell another, well, I, I you know, I'll give you a short one. So For all of you insurance agents out there, some of you are going to, probably most of you are going, I hope, going to relate to me when I say this. I love my wife more than anything in this world. I would die for her. Truly, I would. And we've been together now for almost seven years. But I'm going to say this. It never fails that when I go out of town, for, for whatever reason, usually for business, because if it's not for business, she and I are usually together. I don't like traveling without her. I wish I wish she was down here with me for this podcast session for two days. But, you know, it's kind of boring for her because, you know, I'm in here podcasting and, what, you know, what's right. she going to do kind of thing. But it never fails. And I know some people out there are going to be able to relate to every single time I travel by myself, all hell breaks loose at home. So, you know, I bought her this Bernedoodle dog. We're going to Jamaica four or five months ago. And the vet calls me and says at four o'clock in the afternoon, did y'all, did something happen to this dog before you brought it over here? No, no, I don't think so. Somebody at that vet's office dropped that dog. Maybe it was on an examination table and it jumped off. I don't know. Broke its leg, had to have pins put in its leg. Of course, it's a, it's a, it's a puppy at that time. Kind of like a, you know, 10 week old, 12 week old puppy. Not older than that, probably 15 week puppy. And since that time, that dog has been in a cast. It's been not able to walk very well. And, and then yesterday at our, in our last podcast, I get this message from her that the dog's leg is swollen up with fluid and she had to take it to the vet and she's crying. And I'm just like, off all day, right? Off all day. So
1: you turn it on and it's just like, it's yeah. It all hell breaks loose.
2: So every single time I go somewhere about day two. All hell breaks loose. You know what we should do, and I know other agents out there can can relate to that. Like you know, you're you're having a good time. You're at this event, like Wesley and I were at this event in Utah. Yeah, you, know, you know, you feel bad because you're like, God, I should be there. There's you nothing know, you can do. There's nothing you can do except call and sympathize and say, Oh, I'm so sorry, I'm not there. Oh, it's okay, I understand. But in the back of your mind, you're thinking, Man, this sucks, and it kind of puts a downer on every. Does that ever happen? In oh, well, yeah. you're not. You're single and ready to mingle, Rand, So I'm gonna leave you out of this. It, it ever happened to you? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. it is every single time I go out of town, some crazy shit happens
1: yeah. while I'm out. I was in. Uh, I had to go to Arkansas last year for a speaking thing, and Luke was just a little bitty baby, and it all of a sudden turned tornado weather. Mm-hmm. Quit. And it wasn't yeah. supposed to. Not not there where where at home, and I was in in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. on a layover and it's like three in the morning and Mm -hmm. and so all i could do i pulled the the nest camera up and you're watching see if it's watching my house watching my living room if a tree if a tree comes out of the ground you know they need to get in the. well i was like i knew as long as i could had internet connection thing Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like i was just doing that but yeah it was and of course she's texting me she's scared you know whatever but Uh but yeah it's it's always like that Um, you start wondering like
2: shouldn't say what i'm about to say but you start wondering like is is it this ploy to? Nah, I don't think so. somehow like get you to not travel as much kind
1: of thing. You Kim's know, what I mean? like cut, cutting the dog up. Right, right, right. Uh, you know, you know what we should do. We should do a podcast session like this on the weekend, mm. Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. You bring Kim down, and her and Laurel like go to the spa. And, like it. have yeah. Th- yeah, have like two or three. I think that would be way more enjoyable for everybody. Probably so. Plus, know, and then plus... we'll get together at Saturday. Yeah, because it's hard during the weekdays, man. I mean, dude, like you leave here and I go immediately to work. 100%. And Adam, we went to dinner with Adam from Cake last night. And he was like, man, I appreciate you. This is where you got to dinner. I appreciate you letting me and Scott, or letting me, you know, tag along and, and intervene in your dinner. And I was like, dude, the only reason we're going to dinner is because you're here. Like, right. don't get me wrong. Like, Scott and I are friends. But when we do these podcasts, it's very business-like. Well, yeah. Like I said, I told him, I said, if you hadn't have been here, we would have fist bumped and left. Hundred it's, it's, a, it's a business transaction. You know what I mean? Dude, it's,
2: dude I, w- I was on the phone with one of my commercial account managers at nine o'clock last night outside the hotel talking about this and that and this thing's going on and here's a problem and we got to fix this and I need you to send me that. And I go back up to my room. I turn my laptop on. I, work till- I worked until midnight last night. I-, I was dead ass serious when we left. And I said, guys, I got about four hours of work to do because... When we're podcasting, my phone is on airplane mode. And as soon as this thing comes back on, it's like uh ding, 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 and 25 emails. Like you get off of airplane. Exactly. hundred yeah. percent. Guys, I got a very special guest on here today. Good friend of mine. He's somebody that I'm very proud of. And yeah. I'm going to talk to him about that in a minute. But I'll tell you one reason I'm very proud of him. I do a lot of watching people and they don't think I'm watching and they don't think I'm listening, but he's done a very, very good job of cultivating and creating relationships in this industry that will last a lifetime. Really? You know, he's one of those guys that, you know, some people are the, the surfacy friendly to you when you see them and, but you don't see them a lot, but you don't ever really build a, a relationship with them where you've got memories and you've got. Experiences together. This this son of a gun right here, have you at his damn house? He does about as good a job of that as anybody else I've ever seen. Now, I'm gonna tell you somebody else that does a damn good job of that. His name is Bradley Flowers, and he's sitting across the room from me. I t- have told people on podcast. I have told people in the industry. Bradley flowers does a much better job than I do of cultivating and keeping in touch with people and developing relationships. I'm like that horse in central park that has blinders on. I'm just trying to keep all the damn chainsaws juggled. You know, I'm not as good at we interview this really good podcast guest and me staying in touch with them and, and, and having experiences with all
1: about that though. Well, it's, it's, it's something I've recognized. Um, well, then, sometimes too, you know, when you and I are going places in the industry, I sort of like brief you to some degree. I'm you like, do. "Hey, we're going go to go to dinner with such and such. Remember, right. we interviewed this person, and, and kind of." I, I try, don't. I'm i like try a six year old. You try, have to like
2: Scott. Gonna... Here's what we're going to do now. Now they're friends with this person, so don't say anything about that person. <laughs> exactly. And exactly. Uh, they're well, they're a, they're saying. Mormons, so do not order a da- whiskey sour when we go to dinner. And that's a real story, by the way. Bradley does it's a very good dots. It's Let's a connected. Connect yeah, he. I'm your handler. I'm your the, handler. That is the most honest thing he's ever said. In his, like he is Scott my handler. Is Eddie Van Halen and I'm your handler. This More guy. like a six year old that you have to tell do not touch these toys <laughs> in this gift shop. Let me let me bring our guy on because I want I want right. to get him going because we got a lot to talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, he is originally from Salt Lake City, Utah, and he currently resides in Aguadilla, Puerto Rico hablo espanol Paquito. he is married to the beautiful ashley and they have four beautiful babies woodson ari william and avery guys i want you to do me a favor your daddy has accomplished a lot in his life and you should be very proud of him now let me stop right there and say this guys woodson ari william and avery you are not going to care a bit about listening to this podcast today. But this podcast is going to live in perpetuity. And When you guys get a little bit older, I want you to listen to this podcast and I want you to do me a personal favor and go up and hug your daddy's neck and tell him how proud you are of him and how much you love him. And that would mean a lot to me. And I know it would mean more to him than anything you could ever buy him. I want you to do that for me. Okay. Because one day you're going to listen to this podcast.
1: Eventually we need to interview all the kids that you said this. That would be great. That would be great.
2: He is the president and founder of InsureTech Utah. He's also involved in a a project that Bradley and I, I believe we're involved in, 101 Weston Labs. We can talk about that later. He's running a thriving all-digital agency and one of the largest virtual assistant companies focused on the independent agency space. He nurtures relationships with numerous agencies, carriers, and network groups that benefit From his services. He's a sought after speaker and he shares his expertise across the country and is currently preparing to travel for multiple speaking engagements. He is the co founder and president of Agency VA, a leading tech enabled virtual assistant platform for the insurance industry. Since its inception in 2018, Agency VA's virtual assistant business model has been rapidly embraced by the insurance industry with sustained month-over-month growth that enabled the company to scale to over 1,000 employees worldwide. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my profound honor today to introduce you, first-time guest on the IGP, to my friend,
3: Wesley Anderson. How are you, Wesley? I'm wonderful, and that is an intro that I will soon never forget
1: and, and Wesley, GPT wrote that bio, huh? <laughs> <laughs>
3: right.
2: Wesley, Chat are you crying? EPT, he put that
3: in here. He Wesley, said, are
2: you crying right
3: now? You look like you're teared up you, a little bit. You got so much chopping onions over here, dude. <laughs> so, there's, there's so, I'm not going, crying. You're glad, crying.
1: I'm just glad somebody other than Scott is crying for a reason. He, <laughs> I, says, what? he says in here, I will send bios separately. Going to have Chat GPT create one. That's awesome. Hey, hey, Wesley, I've got so much to talk to
2: you about because I call you a renaissance man. The reason I say that is you're one of those guys that is involved in a lot of different things. I'll just say things, stuff in the industry from insure tech stuff to uh, helping agencies and different insurance uh, industry companies with virtual assistants and you have access to some of the best agents in the country that you have deep relationships with. What is your focus today as we sit here on this podcast? I think today's like August 23rd or 4th, 2023. What's your biggest focus right now that you're you know, you're trying to kind of get down the road
3: with how I operate and what I do. I focus on like trying to get really intentional time with those I love and working my jobs, you know, Uh, the companies that I've created, all I want from them is to get more intentional time with those I love, whether it's business associates, whether it's family, whether it's friends, whatever it is, that's kind of my metric. I reverse engineer anything and everything to get back to how can I get really focused, intentional time with people. Um, But my my focus right now is uh, I really want to get Uh, agency, VA. I want thousands, not thousands singular. I want Mm -hmm. thousands multiple across the insurance space. And I really want to push the envelope on that, that, you know, we are the cutting edge VA company offering the best types of VA from across the globe, you know, to the whole insurance sector. So that's kind of my focus right now. But all the while, if I can pick up new friends, if I can create and cultivate better relationships, that's ultimately what I'm doing.
2: So let me say this. You sound exactly like Rob Deirdick right now. Have you, have you heard some of his stuff on uh, TikTok and YouTube? I think he now has a podcast. The entire podcast is dedicated to him talking about this is what I do over here. And everything I do is to come back over here to have as much time with my family, with people I love. In order to do that, I've got to figure this puzzle out over here so that I'm not spending 80 hours a week doing ridiculousness or or, or all. He's got about 17 businesses. He's a crazy person with scheduling. A hundred percent. So, and he talks a lot about exactly what Wesley just said. It is being very intentional with his time, his schedule, and how he handles all of that to get more time with people he loves and his wife and his kids. So, so I'm going to ask you, Wesley, you, you, you're the one that said it, not me. How do you do that? How do you, you know, you gave the, the answer to the
3: question, but it's almost like a, a math class where you didn't show your work. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no. So here, here's, here's a couple things. People know I live on an island in Puerto Rico. Uh-huh. On the island in Puerto Rico, I got a different skin color than everybody else. Uh, I, I, can, I do speak Spanish, but my first language is English. We speak a different language. We're the minority out there. You know, here in Utah, it's a dime a dozen, Mel, Stell, and Pell. That's what it is out here, man. Just a bunch, of, a bunch of white boys. But in Puerto Rico, my little family unit, we are unique and we are each other. There's six of us and we are on a literal and figurative Island and out there. I can work. I can get, you know, everything I need to do with my responsibilities, but you know what? Every hour of every day, I'm with my kids and my kids recently have came back and said, dad, what the freak is up with Puerto Rico? And I, and I let them know Puerto Rico is interchangeable. It doesn't matter. We can, we could go to Texas. We could go to another place, but I am intentionally with them throughout the entirety of the day. And anything and everything I do, like even purchases, if I'm going to buy a car, like I'm looking at the experience that I'm going to have with my kid, if I'm going to buy or do something like, what am I going to have with someone that I love? Like, will it create that? And if it won't, I punt it out of my life. Mm. If it, if it does not create that experience or cultivate that intentional time, I punt that out. And that's actually how VAs have become such a critical part of everything I do. Because if it's not something that is is pushing me to that end goal, I need to train, delegate, and teach a VA to do that. And Mm -hmm. and, and in my life, I have uh, so many people that help me get to where I'm going and what I'm doing. And they're doing a lot of those, what I see very, very successful and prominent people, I call them $10 an hour tasks. I try not to do those. I try to do the creative stuff and I try to get myself in those intentional moments mm-hmm. that I can hopefully better myself and most importantly, better those I'm around. So why Puerto Rico? Puerto Rico. That's a, that's a freaking awesome question. Like why Puerto Rico from the personal sense or the business sense, or do you want me to hit on both? Let's let's hit on both briefly. I think I know. Bo- bo- both briefly uh, reading the book outliers, Malcolm Gladwell's outliers with my My co-founder, Ben Barrientos.
2: Insurance agents, listen to this. Go read that book. It's, It's an unbelievable book. It will open your eyes. If you have had kind of a closed mind and you think to yourself, people like Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, it's a look under the hood of these people did not just become where they got to randomly there, there were things that happened in their life starting all the way back to their childhood call it luck call it lucky sperm call it whatever you want that assisted them to get to where they are and it's just an incredible book it was one of my favorite
3: books i have ever read wesley it's it's phenomenal and uh and, and, and basically what happened when me and my co-founder Ben were 19, he's from El Salvador. We were, and, and there's always a fine line between stupid and courageous. In these moments at 19, we were stupid. We were stupid enough to think at 19 that we could disrupt systemic poverty. And him coming from El Salvador, me, I was only living with Hispanic people, learning Spanish. Uh, I grew like a huge love for the Spanish language, uh, for anybody that spoke Spanish and like in our stupidity, we were like, dude, we can disrupt systemic poverty for Hispanics. Our first go at it, my dad had a tech company, Ben, uh, Ben's a pilot. And we actually like Pablo Escobar-esque, we wanted to fly in computer parts, you know, replace cocaine with computer parts into like Latin America. And that's how we we're going to disrupt systemic poverty. Well, the ending to that story is really simple. We failed. We just freaking failed. But we learned to fail together. As time progressed... My love for Hispanic people, Hispanic culture grew. So Puerto Rico was a natural landing spot. One of the things Puerto Rico provided was no change of currency, so uh, American dollar, um, American province. So it's 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 part of America for all intents and purposes. I get the Hispanic people. When we got to like the VA game, we had so many insurance agents being like, "Dude, VAs in Philippines are cool. We love Filipinos." get us a freaking licensed VA. And in Puerto Rico, they have a social security, which allows us to get them insurance licensed. So that was a huge, huge factor. So when we got out there, think of like the Ford factory and the assembly line, we essentially created and still have running a school that is an insurance licensed factory that has them start from class, you know, soup to nuts all through the lines to get insurance licensed. So that was great. Then I kind of touched on like, In Puerto Rico, the benefits for my family, we are a unit of six. We're together all day. We homeschool the kids when we're there. When we come back to Utah, they jump right back into their their regular schools, their regular sports, their regular programs. But when we're in Puerto Rico, they're homeschooled. So we're together consistently. And this was actually a a factor we found out later. Puerto Rico also has a 4% flat tax and a uh, 0% capital gains. So someone like me that purchases businesses, that gets involved with a lot of businesses, that 0% cap gains, I was, uh, I was pretty excited when I learned about that part. So I am a resident of Puerto Rico. I was going to say, in
2: order to gain your residence in Puerto Rico, I know a lot of South American countries have a requirement that you have to spend six months and one day per year in that country in order to be recognized as a resident is it that way in puerto rico as
3: well thousand percent and we're we're three years into this year one like it was all i could do to get my family to get six months in one day you know my kids i'm pulling out four kids from sporting events from life from friends i'm i'm telling this uh i'm telling them a vision and a dream of like well we're going to be closer as a family you can imagine if you have teenagers how well that's received it was received terribly
1: dad that sounds terrible
3: yeah it was yeah yeah, it was it wasn't received well. 6 months in one day, year 2, we did about 8 months. This year we'll probably only get 3 months in Utah. And so So
2: why why is that? Is that because the longer you're down there, the more you and your family want to be down
3: there? Yeah, we acclimate more. We like it better. We get closer with our neighbors. You know, my kids are getting more into snorkeling, spearfishing, surfing. That's becoming more part of their life. Uh, They still come back and do the traditional football and cheerleading and baseball. But those activities, dude, this is like probably a controversial thing to say, like especially me growing up in the sports world. Those and I coach my kids as much as I can to maintain that intentional time. But those activities pull me away from them they're out on the field, they're practicing six, seven days a week. I mean, maybe I get like a ride after the game where we connect, but I'm not with them surfing. I'm right next to them on the wave snorkeling. We're staring at each other through goggles. Like I'm literally right with them. I have much more intentional time on those activities. So they are getting more acclimated. So,
2: so getting down to the core of my question earlier about the process related to getting this intentional time with them. So On a normal day in Puerto Rico, you made the comment a couple of different times that I I spend all day, every day, intentional time with my family. We're together all the time. So you also have a business to run. Yeah, a couple. And on a normal day in Puerto Rico, you're spending all day with your family, how are you doing what I've got to do when we finish these podcasts at one or two o'clock today? And I've got 250 emails. I've got six voicemails. I've got two pissed off clients. I've got one employee that has a huge problem. Don't know what that'll be, but I'm sure it'll be a voicemail or or a text or an email that I need to talk to you right now because I've got this huge problem and only you can help me with it, Scott. I guess what I'm trying to say if Scott was in Puerto Rico and my phone's lighting up like a Christmas tree and sounds bling, 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 How on God's green earth do I pull that off? Like what, what, what do you do in a normal day to just get business done while you're spending all day with your family? Almost sounding
3: like it's like a vacation. Yeah, I know. Excellent question. And And I was fortunate enough, nine years old, raised in my dad's tech company. And one thing he would like You got those sayings and stuff that your parents or leaders say in your ears. My dad always repeated, don't pigeonhole yourself in a job and make it all about you. Create a business, you know, such that if you leave, it thrives. And that's actually kind of the litmus test in any business I create. Uh, I'm not looking if I leave that it stays put together. I'm looking to when I leave, it thrives. And so and this is a process for me, Scott. This wasn't like something that happened overnight, but I don't do email. So that, that was something that was clearly inefficient in my life. I wasn't generating large amounts of revenue and or creating big solutions. I was at the beck and call to everyone else. Mm. And uh, interestingly enough, the phase out of email, nobody even freaking noticed. So I don't do email. Uh, and that cleared up a lot of my time. I, I don't give out my personal sell much. You know, it goes to the company. I try to hire people that are better than me at these type of solutions. So you have someone managing your email. You still email. It's just someone doing
1: it
0: for
3: you. Correct. Right. I, exactly right. I have someone managing my email. And and I, I told you earlier, like email was one of those things. Is this providing me more intentional time with those I love? It's not an intentional time rep- replying to an email to Bradley. That's not intentional. A Zoom is uh, a business, uh, a meeting at lunches. But an email's not. There's too many layers in between it. It's not intentional time. So when I don't have something that's not intentional, that gets a punt. I punt it as far away as I could. Go ahead. Are you you
1: right now, or is this AI we're talking to? And you're actually snorkeling.
3: <laughs> dude, it's like I mean, it's Bradley, it's Bradley Pitt. I'm Bradley Pitt's <laughs> doppelganger, man. This is AI. Yeah, dude. No, I in in a in a typical day too, Scott, like. It, it is it is very much um, we're going. We wake up, I'll, I'll just do, I'll run through a quick day in two minutes. Hey guys, it's
1: Bradley. Look, are you tired of spending endless hours searching for potential business prospects? Look no further. With Leo, you can gain access to a whopping 40 million businesses. That's 40 million prospects in just seconds. Say goodbye to painstaking searches and hello to efficiency. You guys know I'm all about efficiency. Leo just isn't about speed, though. It's about accuracy, too. With Leo's cutting-edge tools, you can validate new producers faster than ever before. No more wasted time on unreliable data. Leo's got you covered. But that's not all. Leo empowers you to carve your own niche market using unparalleled data insights. Want to target specific dates for workers comp done need to identify brokers or carriers to focus on Leo has your back. And here's the icing on the cake guys. Leo lets you search prospects based on size, revenue, dates, violations, and more. The possibilities are literally endless. Step into a world of business possibilities with Leo Revolutionize the way you connect target prospect and succeed. Don't miss out. Join the Leo community today. Go to meetleo.com and when you go to book a demo or reach out to them, put in the how did you hear about us field that you heard about them on the insurance guys podcast or IGP for short, you'll get 20% off. Talk to the folks at Leo, highly recommend them. Thanks guys. Well, hello there guys. Excuse me for interrupting your regularly
2: scheduled podcast, but I'm here today to get you out of aggregator and cluster jail. This may be the most important message I've ever delivered on the insurance guys podcast. Guys, are you a member of a cluster or an aggregator? Does your contract have exit fees, termination payments, buyback provisions? It's time to get your freedom back and do what we did here at iProtect insurance, join the AC, the future of aggregators in our industry. Best decision we've ever made, guys. Best decision we've ever made. No entry fees, small $200 a month membership fee, over 50 plus carriers for direct appointments. And by the way, new ones coming on board each and every month. You keep 100% of your commissions, profit sharing every year. Guys, we have made in the last two years. Each year, our agency has made over $100,000 in profit sharing. Here's the best part, guys. And this is the part I'm the most passionate about. No termination or exit fees. You give the AC 60 days notice and you're free. You go get direct appointments wherever you want. There's no buyback provisions, no exit clauses. Guys, if you're a member of another aggregator, And you have termination fees, buyback provisions, exit clauses. Every single policy you write, you're digging that hole just a little bit deeper. And one day you're not going to be able to get out of it. It's going to be too much. You're going to be taking out a second mortgage on your home to try to get out of a cluster group. Unbelievable. Guys, go to acfree.org. That's acfree.org and register. Find out why over 650 agencies and $3 billion in premium have chosen the AC. And, guys, here's the best part. But wait, there's more. Mention the Insurance Guys Podcast when you talk to these guys, and you get six months. That's six months of no membership fee just by mentioning the Insurance Guys Podcast. Go today, www.ac free.org. And let me help you get your freedom back. Have a great day. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, before you do that, before you do that, is there like a, so, so when I go on vacation, so my wife and I've been to Jamaica three times in the past year for seven or eight full days at a time. Or we might go to the beach. I just talked to, uh, Greg's, uh, about coming up and seeing him when we go to the mountains in the fall. But when we do that, I'm very clear with her. You got to give me at least probably two hours from either eight to 10 in the morning or 10 to noon every day to respond to emails. I know you don't have email, text messages, phone calls.
3: Is that kind of what you do down there? Yep. Yep. And, and part of my schedule, like I put it on the calendar, my family sees it, they're tagged. So they know these times and they, they know the boundaries that are established wherever we're we're working. So I'll wake up, I run in and I chat with my kids and we're going to do one of the three S's are we surfing, snorkeling or spearfishing. They're going to pick a saltwater activity. So generally my boys, they got these new knives, they throw on their ankle. They're in love. My two boys are in love with snorkeling. And so more often than not, the boys will outrun the girls and say, Hey, we're going snorkeling. So as a family, we go and we get a, they pick a part on the Island and we'll go and get a quick snorkel session. And we'll do that for an hour or two. That's like my get, get the blood flowing, get with them, get moving, you know, get, get, get going after that all go back to the beach. And if you guys remember, I don't know if you've seen me at these events, I carry around uh, that phone that folds up into like a tablet. So I don't use a laptop. I don't use a desktop. I use that phone. Um, I more than likely will have two zooms before lunch happens. I do not do hour long zooms. I'm 15 minutes. If someone wants an hour, I get my part done in 15 freaking minutes. Uh, I'm I'm I, In many parts of my life, I am not someone that has endurance. So I'm wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am, baby. I get it done quick. Uh, Do my Zooms. Okay. So I'm doing my Zooms. And then every day, it's the same thing at the beach. They sell these things called pinchos and pinchos, a stick of meat. And on that meat will be the catch of the day. It's going to be shark. it'll, It'll be pork. It'll be chicken. It'll be beef, whatever it is. We go eat that. That's like a buck, $1. I buy six of them. My family eats those. Okay, now we get in the van. When we get in the van, we're going to do probably a 45-minute drive. We're going to find fresh water. I now have 45 minutes to do another Zoom. I sit in the passenger seat. I blur my background. I have my headphones with the noise canceling. I take my Zoom. Um, Then on the freshwater locations, we're generally looking for like a waterfall or somewhere the kids can hike, cliff jump. We're getting the salt off our skin. So we head there. I spend an hour, 30 minutes at those. Um, And then I come back often while they're still playing. I'll jump back in the van with my headphones and do another Zoom. I try to do four to six Zooms a day, which are my meetings. Now, when I tell you I'm out of email, all the while, my email is being managed and I'm getting like the cliff notes. Like I was that kid in school that didn't read the whole book. I read the back of it and then tried to take the test on it. Um, that's how I am with the email. Like my emails are consolidated. There's actionable items of where they'll say, what do you want to do here? What do you want to say here? What do you want? I get that squared up more often than not. I verbalize what I want said, and then they dictate it into writing. You know, one of the VAs that's working with me as my executive assistant. Then after the fresh water, we travel home. And because I'm hours ahead, I can have my West Coast meetings at like three or four because it's going to be like just a little after lunch for them. And then I have some meetings at my house and then we do sunset and then we rinse and repeat. I mean, that's that's the day. Brad is over I, I would about start throwing tables around.
1: No, no, no. Go, no, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: He, he's so excited. This is this is this is so like just hearing you run your schedule down. He's like. This is the greatest thing I've ever heard.
1: I was going to give you an email tip. Why? Wow. But so we started doing this. I started doing this with my assistant. Here we go. So there's, a, there's an email program called Superhuman. I'm sure you've probably heard of that, Wesley. Uh, Email program called Sup- Superhuman. It's the email client. So it's the platform that your email plugs into. So it's like Outlook. You know how you can use other email services with Outlook. That's kind of how Superhuman is. So Superhuman has an AI feature now. Okay, And I'm sure it's PowerPod J- J- chat GTP somehow. But basically, you can go into draft an email, Wesley, right? And you can hit the little AI button, and, and, and then you you uh, you prompt it, hey, write an email about this, right? But what it does, because it has this years and years and years of data sets of your old emails, it can write exactly like you. <laughs> so what Shelby does is she goes in there to my emails. Anytime it's somebody emailing me something that I need to respond to, she goes in and hits the AI button and leaves like all the responses in draft, but it's written in my voice. And so I can just, I can just go in and go boop, 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 send done. So that's an email, a good email tip. Another thing that I'll tell the listeners, if you want to know where the bottlenecks are in your business mm. that you are causing, the best way to figure that out is to leave. Yep. Yeah. So what you do, here's what you do is you you pick a day and you need to leave for like a month. At least when I did it, I did two months when Luke was born, two birds, one stone. You leave, you don't tell your staff that you're leaving. Only, you know, you're leaving. So while you're gone, anything that breaks, that's what you build. That's what you build around, right? That's what you automate. That's what you outsource. That's what you delegate. But then also what happens, you need to decide when you're going to do it about a month before you do it. And it's, you've probably experienced this, Wesley. It's crazy where your brain goes knowing that you're not going to be there for a month. You know what I mean? Like a Uh lot of the stuff that I built around myself, one big example is payroll. Like we completely automated payroll because I was like, if I'm not here, who's going to freaking do payroll? You know what I mean? So just getting in that mindset of, hey, who would do this if I wasn't here? Mm -hmm. And then then when you come back, the key is when you come back, you don't pick those tasks back up again. You do other things.
2: See, that would have been a perfect segue for our new sponsor that turned us down (laughs) to talk about how you could outsource all of that. But unfortunately- we have no signed agreement. uh, Wesley. Yes. You you are around agents a lot, okay? I, I've been with you a couple of times in the past six months. Our mission on this podcast never changes. It's never changed in six years. 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Yeah, seven years. Can you believe it's been seven years, Bradley? Yeah. seems like Since we true.
1: started the podcast?
2: We started in August of 2017, so... 17, 18, 19, 20, 20, 21, 22, yeah. Yeah. Six-ish. Six-ish. Our mission is to help agents any way we can. You meet with, talk to, or around a lot of of really good agents. What are some of the things that these agents listening to this, some of whom maybe you've only been in the game, they're they're in like the one-year club or the three-year club or the five-year club. What are some of the things that they can do to, I guess – kind of get to where you are relative to, and and what are some of the things you see real successful agents do that help them free up their time to have intentional time with their family, friends, loved ones, go to Alaska for three weeks, that kind of thing.
3: Uh, it's a great question. Lately, I've been listening on the sales floor. On the sales floor right now, there's eight reps going. They do about five calls at minimum. That's their benchmark per day. That could go an hour long they're looking under the hood of an agency. That's, you know, that's 40 per day, you know, and that's a low, slow day. So I I hear, I see a lot. Interestingly enough, there's not a lot of disparity from the best to the worst. Mm. It's not as far as people freaking think. And uh, generally the best are good at a certain thing. They're not like the best agency. They're the best at marketing. They're the best at uh, processes. They're the best at certificates. Like, it's really awesome to look under the the hood of an agency and just see like, you know, uh, just all things firing. But just like anything in life, you know, some of the and I and I've seen like all the agencies that get held on a pedestal. And I've also been on a call with the owners of those agencies at, you know, three in the morning when stuff's broken. And so like everyone, everyone's struggling. That's like the real deal. That's the real deal is everyone's doing their best and everyone's struggling. And, and that level isn't that far uh, between them? But the good ones make a choice. And the choice that they make as the owner of a company is they have the self awareness to know first off, first off, you need to know what you're bad at. Like, and, and that's a level of drop your ego, drop your pride. Um, I am bad and list it out, know it, improve on it. And then number two, what I'm good at, I need to amplify. And you're generally only going to, and I, I don't know, unless you're like superhuman, you're going to be good at two or three things. Focus on those. Put that back into the agency, but stop trying to do the things that you're poor at. So, what the good agencies and and what I see often is they do a self analysis of what they're good at and what they're bad at, and then they supplement that with people that are better than them. I did a, a social media post today. My uh, my son. Uh, went up against a kid in football. He actually drew the assignment from him for, for this kid on offense and defense. And the kid dwarfed my son, like play one, my son got freaking ragdolled. I mean, thrown to the ground. In fact, we went home and I measured I, the league, the league president was there and told me the size of this 12 year old. I went home, I measured my son's size and weight. And for me to go against the comparable, I would have to go against someone that was seven foot four, 400 pounds to to have that same disparity my son had. But the point I'm getting at is I looked at my son and he's small, he's stocky. And I said, you got to get up in his hip because that's where you're at. (laughs) And you just got to (laughs) push. That's as high as we can go. Yeah, that's as high as you can go, buddy. And pray to the good Lord. That he doesn't ragdoll you and throw you and you just keep going and never freaking give up. And every time he throws you down, every time you pop back up quicker than he threw you down. And he'll get tired. Come third, come fourth quarter, he's going to get tired. If you need to take a break, you take it on the sideline with me, of which I can't let him see that. I'm not going to let big boy see it. Anyways, my son knew he didn't have the size. My son knew he didn't have... You know, the comparable resources is what other agencies have, but he was gritty. He was small and he fought. And that is what I see with these successful agents is they knew they know who they are. They know what their skills are. And every time they get punched in the face and they pop down, they get up quicker than they get popped down. Mm. They're they're right back up in the face of adversity, like, like going at it. Now, all of them are facing one of the same largest problems. It's hard to get good help. There's not lines of people you know, waiting to work inside of our insurance agencies, you know, there's, there's just not the talent pool. It's, it's, it's not a sexy industry. You know, we we know that, but you can find good gritty people that will pop back up when they get hit down. And you need to extend that same thing I shared about having that self-awareness of what your strengths and weaknesses are, to your staff. And that's what other good agencies know is they know I can put this guy on the phone, but I can never let him do a certificate because he has no attention to detail, but he's a bulldog on the phone and they're great at that. Always analyzing your people and your business is a critical component to, to having it be successful. I think. So let me say this, let me ask you this question. If these agents
2: listening to this podcast right now, do you believe because the insurance industry you know, I say it all the time, mo' money, mo' problems, right? When you start out as a scratch agent by yourself, you know, everything's about selling insurance. You don't have any clients, so you don't have any service work. So you're, you're, you're strictly focused on selling insurance. But as you grow and you add employees and you go from 10 clients to 1,000 clients to 3,000 clients to 5,000 clients, it's imperative to hire great people, and you've got to have not only great people, you've got to have the right people on the bus in the right seats, exactly what you just mentioned, right? Like, if the guy's not or girl's not graded attention to detail – That person doesn't need to be in charge of writing certificates. They need to do something else that maybe they are great at. But do you believe that an insurance agent like Scott, and I I think Bradley is, is light years ahead of me based on his numerous mental illnesses that we've just found out about in the last podcast. And, and more than just the mental illness side for Bradley, when I come down here to Mobile, I've never shared this with you, Bradley, never shared this with you. When I come down to see you and I walk in your agency, you've got one location. Everybody here seems relaxed. Phones not ringing off the hook here. I don't know how y'all are what I don't know what I'm sure it's cuz the offices are probably back there. I don't know. You seem very relaxed. You you seem to not have you however you've done this, you have figured out a way to minimize anxiety, stress, it just, it's different than my agency and it's different from the agencies I've always worked in where the phone never stops ringing and somebody's coming in your office and, oh my God, Ms. Jones just called. And she's my point in saying all this is I think Bradley is light years away from me, from being able to do exactly what you just talked about doing, which is he and Laurel get on an airplane, fly to Puerto Rico, live there for three months. He works there at certain times during the day obviously scheduled <laughs> is the is the insurance PNC business in general having that particular business able to an agent to be able to live the lifestyle that you live—that's what I'm trying to get to. There's nothing better. You think you can do that, and if anybody could do it, I think Bradley's the guy to do it. I think he could. I think he could live in uh, the Dominican Republic for six
3: months and come back and not even miss not even miss a beat. I I think when I looked at industries, so coming from the tech industry, I looked at an industry what has a residual dollar, so I can jump and I can sell lotions and potions and do an MLM. Or I looked at insurance and I also noticed that like all like retired athletes went to that. They like that residual dollar as well. The residual dollar and the economies of a residual dollar are built for this lifestyle. There's nothing you you can you can create a business that's bulletproof without you there. But it's a lot of damn work. Mm. And just like in life, and and maybe we don't agree on this part, I think a lot of problems are self-inflicted. Uh, In business from leadership, the majority of the business problems are self-inflicted from the leadership. So maintaining that level of like, it doesn't matter if I start six locations or two locations, I'm still having the same problems. Those are the leadership problems. And you either hire someone that's better than you at it or you fix it internally internally. And as we get older and older, it's hard to fix ourselves internally. So hire someone that's better than you at it. I think it's a mindset thing too. You know, I, I think you need to think about
1: your agency as if you are a holding company, mm. not an agency owner. Mm. So like, think about Warren Buffett doesn't run Geico. Warren Buffett has people that he's hired to run Geico. Correct. That, I think that's kind of the way you need to think about your agency. Is hey, this isn't the thing. This is just one thing that I own. Mm-hmm and and the the degree to which you're involved in the day to day is the the goal needs to be that the degree to which you are involved in the day-to-day is the degree to which you want to be involved, mm. not because you have to be involved. Mm. And and it's going to ebb and flow. There's going to be times, you know, we've had some issues pop up here recently that I've had to get down and get my get my elbows dirty, my hands dirty and, and, and work on, but it's going to ebb and flow, but that should be the goal. For instance, if
2: you move to Puerto Rico, which I swear, and by the way, everything I'm saying right now, Bradley, I know, I don't know how you're taking this. It's meant to be me giving you kudos sure it's yeah, meant, no, no. It's That's meant not take to it. be i mean i was joking about the mental illness thing that was a, that was a joke no, but i know what i'm saying is it's self-deprecation it's me. a it is a it is a compliment for me to say to you you are light years ahead of where i am relative to yeah, being no. able to pick up the wagon and, and and what's what's amazing about that is the ditch on the other side of this road is i'm light years ahead of you from being in a position from a a family dynamic to be able to do it. Like it would be much, much harder for you right now. Hell, I could drive to Huntsville
1: right now, pack my
2: damn house up, and I could be in Puerto Rico tomorrow with Kim and never miss a beat. Right. You, on the other hand, there's going to be damn. You talk about scheduling, you're, you're talking about like there's going to be a lot of and even work more so it.
1: for Wesley. You know, I picture Wesley pulling up at the uh, the waterfall and the, the van door opens, and it's like a clown car, kids yeah. just keep rolling out. Right? <laughs> hey, you said the goal needs to be, we'll say that again. You the, said the, the goal, goal needs, needs to, to be. be the degree in which you're involved in your agency is the degree in which you want to be involved in your agency, not have to be.
2: Mm. That is so good. Wesley, we got to run. But before we do, I got to ask you a question. Let's talk about agency VA for just a minute. So all of these agents, you know, five, 10 years ago, VA's, I mean, people were like, what the hell is that? What are we doing nowadays? It feels like. VAs. And some people call it some, what's that other term people use besides VAs that I'm always like, what the hell is that? I don't Who know. cares? You know, when, you, when, you or, to,
3: when you struggle to know your identity, you got issues. So who cares? Yeah, I don't
2: know what that other term I've heard <laughs> and I don't know who uses it, but I'm just saying I've heard another term that like, I'm like, I don't know what that is, but I know what a VA is. Anyway, today, the word, the term VA is almost like a normal when you're talking to another agency, they're like, blah, blah, blah. And my VAs, it's like, it's becoming this normal vernacular in the insurance world, especially among independent agents that I know a lot of captives don't let their agents use VAs, which is a shame, but talk a little bit about
3: agency VA and how you can help these agents. You bet. I'll tell you this much before COVID hit. Uh, I, I had, I had my agency, you know, I, I was working in my agencies, life was well. And imagine going to your carriers and telling them that you want someone, you know, in a third world country to have access to their logins because I couldn't lose my commissions. And like when, when Bradley talks about like the insurance agency being a holding company in its entirety, that's what it is for me. That's what my agencies are. They act as holding companies For me to do other pursuits and feed my family. So anyways, I've got this agency. I can't lose the funding. I went to the carriers and I said, Hey, I want to create a VA company, but Oh, by the way, do not take away my commissions, please. And each of their compliance department said, what you're going to give someone in India or Philippines or Nicaragua or El Salvador login information, you know, to our system. No, And I'm like, okay, well, let's try to turn that no into a maybe, you know, what what can I do? And uh, what each compliance department said was, we need you to build a software. What they didn't know is I came from the tech world. So it's like, I think they had a mission and a directive to get me off the scent and to focus on my agency. You need to build a software uh, for remote workers that protects all the data that these VAs are going to be in. And if you do that, we'll be cool with you. We'll be okay with you creating the VA company. Well, I have since spoken to a lot of those compliance directors. I think they thought it was going to take years. I was able to communicate with my father. And within a couple months, we had Ava, our remote worker software. Well, when we finished Ava, that was a couple months before COVID hit. Then COVID hits and it in its entirety validates our software. Mm -hmm. It basically proved the point that you don't have to sniff your coworker and smell them. You know for there to be a level of productivity so ava was built and uh we got the vas in place and leveraging our software ava uh you know we've been able to revolutionize the insurance industry you know and provide solutions for them if they want a one-to-one va great that's awesome if they just want us to do a singular task they just want us to quote they just want us to answer their phones. They just want us to do reshops. We can do that as well for an extremely discounted set price. So yeah, it's it's been wild, but I believe that we've been able to see success because we built that technology and we're running on the backs of that technology, Ava.
2: Can I offer a suggestion? I have for some time felt like the answer to the VA stuff is somebody like you, that has the software, the knowledge, the understanding of the overall VA game, if you will, creates either a package or a separate company where you come to a guy like Scott Howell, who maybe doesn't have VAs at the time, but you charge some type of upfront fee, let's just say $3,000, whatever. And as part of that package, the, the virtual assistant or assistants depending on how many they end up with are hired directly by the agency. So they're an employee of the agency. And and I think, uh, from a tax standpoint, you can list them as a subcontractor whatever, 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 but you, you, you're giving them all, you know, for, for that upfront fee, you're giving them all the tools and maybe you take a percentage of, I don't know how it would work, but to me, that seems like the best possible way ultimately to have, you know, agencies hiring multiple VAs under you, but yet that that VA is actually employed by the
3: agency. Does that make sense at all? Yes. Bradley, how many taxis does Uber own? Zero. How many? We've seen this freaking meme. How many properties does Airbnb have? Zero. But all the ones they don't know, all of them suck anyway. <laughs> not mine in Puerto Rico. Well, we don't have. I, I'm anymore. not an Airbnb fan, you know. So here's the deal, Scott. This is the future. AVA is the future. This is the direction we're going. We've already started showing the industry what we pay the VAs hourly to give them a benchmark of what they should pay their VAs when they find them these other places. Mm. Uh, come Q3, Q4, we will charge a fee for our software. I'm going back to home, home field advantage, going back to the tech world. We will charge a fee for our software. And it's It doesn't matter to me where you get your VA. You have access to our software that's going to help you with payroll in the existing country. That's going to help you with compliance. Uh, We're going to have training stuff inside there. That's about I say. Not to mention you could have a course. Yeah. Yeah. You control the hourly rate of your VA. You use my software and and let's roll. Ava, Ava, that's the future though. Yeah. And it's it's coming yeah. quick.
1: I think the structure of that from a from an economic standpoint, you might not make as much money doing it that way. But the money you make will be a lot easier than yep. than having to hire people and keep them happy and yep. that sort of and provide health insurance and that sort of thing. Yep. Just allow the agency
3: to do that. Correct. I want the best of all worlds, though, Bradley. So yeah. inside of our software, inside of Ava, I and I haven't figured this is why it hasn't been released yet. In some of the territories, we have it done. Not all, but I want the VA to be able to have health insurance, yeah. get their 401k, uh, have the compliance. But who controls the hourly rate? Not me. You know, if your VA does good, you pay them more. If they do, you know, worse. Like just like an employee, that that be your responsibility. That's the future. That's it's got to be your responsibility. Yeah. All right. Hey Wes, we got to jump off here.
2: I love you, brother. Love you too, guys. Thanks for having me. Guys, you are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. And as I end every episode, rewards come from action, not discussion. Get your ass out from behind that desk today. Go out into the big, bad world. Make money for your family, for your wife, for your husband, for your kids' college fund, for your parents that are struggling out there. Go make money for them. Write good business for the agencies that you represent and write good business for the companies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love Thanks, you. Thanks, man. Thanks, Wes. Wes, we'll see you, brother. You bet. Take care, guys. Guys, you are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast, and we love each and every one of you. Thank you so much for being a part of our family. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at scott at iprotectinsurance.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to portalinsurance.com or email him at bradley at portalinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening to our show and being a part of our family. And we look forward to seeing you again next week on the next episode of the Insurance Guys podcast. Take care.